Well, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to the Remnant Godcast, otherwise known as the Todd Coconado Show, and just thank you so much for uh, tuning in today and being a part of our listener audience as we, uh, the body of Christ with the what I call the remnant believers, that those that are willing to stand for the full Bible in 2020, to stand for the full word of God and to be bold and unashamed of the gospel of Jesus, to get people saved, set free, healed and delivered and to talk about the truth from a biblical lens. And that's what we do. We analyze what's going on in our world from a biblical lens. And before I get into today's program, I just want to let you know I've been doing another radio show. And uh, it's with my friend Mark Anthony, and it's called The Patriot and the Preacher Show. And we're interviewing a lot of great guests on there, and it's more of a talk show kind of format where we interview people and we talk about current events. And so it's a little bit different than the Remnant Godcast, but uh, if you have a chance, check it out. We have it on our podcast uh, platform where you can listen to the shows and you'll see the difference. Um, but many people have been saying, why don't you do more Remnant Godcast? And just want you to know we're working on that. Uh, there's a lot of factors. <laughs> many of the issues in doing podcasting is you need the time. And, uh, you know, we're carving out that time because we understand the importance. We also need the funding. And it's very tricky in this hour to get the funding. So uh, pray for us. Pray for us that we'll have benefactors, people that will step up and see the calling and understand the mission and that we would be able to move forward in, in really talking the truth. Because if you don't see it, I hope you do. I think you do if you're listening to this program. The world is on fire. And our nation is in a very, very important precipice moment. It's a moment of decision, and uh, we, we're going to have to choose which path uh, this nation goes. And so some people say, well, you know, I don't get involved in politics. And I would say that's probably the most dangerous thing right now is to say that as a Christian, because we're meant to be the head, not the tail, and we're meant to influence culture, and uh, we're, we're meant to, to show the world the truth of the gospel of Jesus and also what the Word of God says. And so we can't be active in our culture and our society unless we also speak to the mountain of governance. It's one of the seven mountains, the governmental mountain. And so we have to talk about politics, and it just so happens we're in election year, and many people are, are seeing that our, our nation is literally divided right now, and the mainstream media has its own narrative. They'll tell you it's President Trump's fault. They'll tell you all these different reasons why. You know, we need to vote for Joe Biden and, uh, you know, probably his his running mate will be Michelle Obama. I have a good idea that it will. Uh, whoever the running mate is going to be, we know that that person could very likely become the president if Joe Biden were to win. So we're in this very, very, uh, very defining moment. And we're seeing, uh, you know, the civil unrest in our culture after what happened with George Floyd. And, you know, I've gotten a lot of lot of communication. You know, I, I, I typically get a lot of emails, but they've been off the charts and a lot of people have been mad at me, you know, the last couple of weeks. What else is new, right? But even more so because they say, you didn't come out and, and, and give a, de, you know, a def, definitive, uh, you know, uh, post about George Floyd. And, and you haven't been, you know, active in the movement. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. But I, I do want to say that I did come out several times uh, regarding George Floyd. And, um, you know, for me, the jury's still out. You got to remember, we saw, uh, you know, an, an incident that happened in Vegas that ended up uh, having more questions than answers in that massive shooting event. And, and that also happened in Orlando. It happened in many other places, Thousand Oaks, uh, Texas, uh, you know, you name it. I mean, there were several different large shooting events in the United States. And then we went into, um, you know, Jesse Smollett. He was supposedly lynched, right? And uh, people were coming out saying we need to pass anti-lynching laws. And then it turned out that the Jesse Smollett case was a total hoax. And uh, that continues to come out more and more. 
And so when I see these type of things, I call them events. Um, I, I, I have to look at them through the lens of all the understanding and research that we've done for 20 years. And for me to just make a definitive statement on the information that we see in the initial stages, because we know that in the initial stages of a lot of these events, uh, there's a lot of disinformation, misinformation, false reporting. And so what I have learned through wisdom in these things is to, to hold on and see how everything plays out and then, you know, to make a, a broader statement. So I did come out right off the bat and say, I do think that the, you know, the Derek Chauvin uh, police officer and his accomplices, the other police officers need to be arrested and they should throw the book at them. You know, I mean, uh, look, if, if it is what they're saying it is and that video is not staged and it's not false and it's it's actually a real video and that actually really did happen, then that man needs to go to jail and serve probably the rest of his life because he committed murder. And so I don't want anybody to get, you know, it confused. I'm not trying to buy into conspiracy here. I'm not trying to, you know, be against my my dear black brothers and sisters who I have so many people that in my life over the years and now that are African-American that are so dear to me. And so I, I have so much love and respect for the African-American people and the culture and the church. Some of my best friends in life. Um, so, you know, it's it's really kind of crazy to see the heat that I've been taking. But I, I have to be, you know, wise in this type of situation and sit back and say, let's let's see what's actually happening. And let's make a determination based on the facts when they come out. And, and one of the things that I still haven't seen, by the way, is uh, any proof that Derek Chauvin, if, if the man, uh, you know, wasn't an actor, and if this really did happen, which, you know, it seems like it did, at least, you know, I've seen a lot of different videos and a lot of different things. It, it certainly seems like it did, but there are, there are some very strange things. I will say that, but I'm not going to get into those things. I think you've probably seen some of those videos online. Definitely some strange things, as usual, in, one, in these things I call events. Uh, one of the strangest things to me is the timing. I mean, the timing couldn't be any stranger. I mean, you, you know, if you look at the timeline, it's been attack after attack after attack on President Trump since he's been in office. And we get into that a lot where, you know, I've even written many columns on it where I say, look, it's never been about President Trump. It's about the battle that we're in. It's just a spiritual battle between light and darkness in our nation. And so it's very, very important people understand this is a battle for the future of our nation. The next president, the next administration will uh, most certainly appoint uh, Supreme Court justices, probably two, maybe three. And uh, it's going to really craft law and determine the future of this nation. And so there is a major battle just for that alone, just for the Supreme Court. And we know that President Trump will put in much more Christian-friendly judges, people that are, you know, constructionalists, constitutional constructionalists, and, uh, you know, more um, along the lines of Christian belief. And so that is one major factor. But to me, there's so many more. There's Christian liber liberties and freedoms, and, and President Trump has been amazing when it comes to, you know, empowering the body of Christ and giving us more time to be about his, you know, God's business. And... Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the other uh, administration, Obama administration, was targeting Christian organizations through the IRS, targeting. Uh, I, I remember Alveda King was targeted. I mean, there have been so many amazing leaders that are in the Christian community that were targeted during the IRS targeting of conservatives and Christians under the Obama administration. The Obama administration gave guns to the cartels. These are the same cartels that are trafficking in the opium and, and bringing in the massive drugs that have gotten so many of our young children and people addicted in our nation. And you probably have some people that you know in your life that have been addicted to opioids, addicted to drugs. And, of course, then there's the legal opioids that were brought in as well. Fentanyl, which, by the way, uh, you know, China is a major contributor of fentanyl in our nation. And guess who was on fentanyl? George Floyd. 
And uh, George Floyd, by the way, has a very checkered past. Now, here's the thing. I, I have the checkered past, not not quite like George Floyd, but, you know, I was uh, involved in the world and the Lord saved me. I had a Damascus Road encounter in my early 20s. And so I have a lot of compassion for people that come from the world. And I believe that, you know, George Floyd, it seems like he had some interaction with the church. And I've heard that from certain people. But I will tell you this, though, um, you know, the man is suspect and uh, he has a very, very shady past of doing some very nefarious things. And I think Candace Owens came out and said it very eloquently, as she usually does, um, and gave a really good report. Now, I'm not, not saying that I agreed 100% with what Candace said. I think, that, you know, certain things that we, we probably wouldn't see completely eye to eye. But I think she had a very good report that she came out in that video that went viral. And the fact is, is that these type of events um, are used, whether it's a real event and, uh, you know, it's just completely real. And in that case, you know, I'm all for justice for George Floyd. I'm, I'm for justice for George Floyd, regardless. Obviously, the man's dead. Yeah, at least, you know, that's what we believe. So, of course, I want justice for him. And, of course, I have compassion as a compassionate person. I have compassion as a man of God for, uh, you know, anybody who's been through hardship. And, of course, the African-American culture has been through hardship, not unlike the Jewish culture, not unlike some other cultures not unlike people that are going through hardship right now in the world, some people in Mexico, some people in uh, South America, South Africa, some people in the Middle East. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that suffer. So it's hard for me to just distinguish, like, you know, for me to single out, in other words, one people group and say, you know, we, we need to really just focus on African-American people. As much as I care about African-American people, I think there's a lot of people that are suffering right now. I think there's a lot of people in the world that are, you know, what about the, the sex slaves that are, that are literally being trafficked right now, right? That the president's trying to free up and uh, using massive amounts of military to take down the cartels that are doing the very trafficking. So the ones that Obama funded and equipped, <laughs> just like he did with ISIS. So it's just, you know, we're in this really big battle. And um, people say, oh, my gosh, you know, you used to say that, uh, you know, Obama equipped ISIS. And, and for a while, I was like the biggest conspiracy theorist. People were saying, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. Well, it ended up coming out in mainstream articles that funding did get to ISIS from the Obama administration, which we've been reporting for years. And uh, we found out that they were also uh, equipping them. So these are like the mercenary armies of what I call the deep state. They're the mercenary armies, the cartels, the Obama administration use ISIS, and, and they use these for their advantage to push forward their globalist agenda. And so people are waking up to this. They're understanding the depth of this, and they're understanding how deep this rabbit hole goes. And I think more and more people are waking up as they look at what's happening in these riots because people are seeing, you know, first of all, everybody was, I think, in agreement about George Floyd. They all felt awful about it. They all, you know, everybody was in solidarity, I think, you know, all around the world. And uh, we really had a moment to where everybody in the world was looking at us and how are we going to handle this and how, you know, it could have been a real healing moment. It could have been a teachable moment here in the United States. But what happened instead was there was a group of communists that are funded, heavily funded, that have already been planning, ladies and gentlemen, this type of event for a long time. They, 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 it wasn't about George Floyd. They were coming in to make you know disruption in our country and to try to um, destabilize cities, and they're still doing it right now. In fact, in the Pacific Northwest, I think up in Seattle right now, uh, there's a semi-autonomous zone now, apparently, or an autonomous zone, I guess, where they've literally cordoned off a, a couple of blocks, and they're saying that cops can't go in there, police can't go in there. And it's like these group of rioters that have taken a part of the city. I mean, this is the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. And, and then there's this move from the Democrats where they're trying to say the answer to this is to defund the police department, which, by the way, they've taken off cops. They've taken off 
live PD. I mean, some of the bizarre stuff that the left comes up with, I have to defer to what Mark Levin says. It's, it literally appears as a mental illness. Now, as, as Christians, we know this is spiritual because the battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. So, you know, we know that the enemy, the devil, is, is the lawless one. We know that he is the biggest rebel, the original rebel, right? And so it makes sense to me to see that he's behind this spiritually. We know he is, in fact, and the demonic realm. And so we're in a spiritual battle. And unfortunately, you know, people say, well, you're, you're all political. <laughs> and I just try to say, listen, I'm a pastor and a Christian. And if you look at this from the macro standpoint, not not really looking in, zooming in, but you're looking at it from standing back and, and you're seeing what's happening in our country, there is a group of people who are demonized people. You call them the globalists or the cabal or the people that are doing the trafficking, the people that are you know funding the cartels, the people that are doing all this nefarious stuff all around the world and trying to do it here in the United States, trying to trying to um, you know be uh, literally seditious to our president. They have done it since day one, the duly elected president of the United States, and trying to do a, a coup attempt. Uh, you know, they tried with Russia, they tried with Ukraine, they tried with just about every different thing they could possibly think of, from you know accusing him of different things, trying to ruin his marriage. I mean, they've done everything. I've never really, honestly, seen somebody that's had so much warfare and attack as President Trump. I have to be honest with you. And so people say, "Oh, you're always talking about Trump." Trump is a representation of somebody that's pushing back against this deep, deep state cabal, against this globalist movement. We're trying to basically take away our borders, take away, you know, what do they shout, ladies and gentlemen? What do they shout? They shout, no borders, no wall, no USA at all. So they're very obvious. They tell us what they want, and then we see what they want, and we see people like George Soros, who have already destabilized other nations, by the way, like Ukraine, Libya, and other different, uh, the Arab Spring, and all the different things that he's funded and caused all these different issues all around the world in order to try to, uh, you know, globalize and, and mix cultures. And people say, wasn't that a good thing, Pastor Todd? Isn't that a good thing to mix cultures? And so I explain this to people. I say, look at it from a biblical lens. When did the world become separated? Think about this. Where did it happen? Where did everybody get different cultures and languages? It happened from Nimrod, right? It happened in the Tower of Babel. And since then, the world has been separated into cultures and different people groups, and it's it's worked out. I mean, there's been wars and there's been different things that have happened over the years, but you know, everybody has a different culture that they're proud of and they speak different languages and you know, that's just the way it's been. And then all of a sudden there's this massive push for everybody to, you know, just kind of become this big mush. Everybody to just come. What, what is that? Who, who was behind it the first time? Who was behind it when they were trying to get the Tower of Babel to reach heaven because they felt that man, uh, you know, was sufficient. Man was like God. Man needed to be like God. And so they were building a, a tower to heaven, the Tower of Babel. And the Lord didn't like that. He scattered the people, right? So what are they trying to do now? They're trying to put together a one world global government. And, and, and well, interestingly enough, they're also against Christians. Wow. What a surprise. Why is that? Because we're the church, we're the body of Christ. So you have to look at it from a spiritual standpoint and understand that this push for globalism is demonic. It's always been demonic. And I'm not saying that people groups can't unite or intermarry or hang out. I have friends of all different races and cultures. That's not what I'm saying. But the push for this to have a global superstate or a one world global government is biblical. And we know that that sets the stage for the Antichrist. And we know that the, that the hour is getting later because we're seeing this happen more and more. So when you think about these things, doesn't it make sense, ladies and gentlemen, when you think about why these things are happening? So that's all I'm trying to say is I'm just trying to awaken people to see the spiritual standpoint. Now, let's talk about the pastors that are 
blocking with Black Lives Matter. Now, first of all, do Black Lives Matter? Of course they do. I mean, listen, I've been standing for life for over 20 years. I fight for black babies. I fight for life. If anybody's dying or getting killed, guess what? I'm going to be against it. I'm going to be fighting for their life because God is a God of life. And it's funny because I get pushback from the same people who are trying to say, you know, all these different things about me now, calling me names and attacking me. The same people that, that get mad at me for defending babies' lives. The same people that get mad at me for, for standing for justice and for, for life in other cases. So why is it all of a sudden that I'm getting this backlash from this group? Because they want us to specifically call out a specific group of people and have that people, um, you know, everybody needs to make them feel better. Everybody needs to, you know, apologize and, and repent. And I'm all for repentance. Look, I've been at meetings where pastors have got on their faces before African-American leaders and repented. And I'm all for that. I'm not against that kind of stuff because bad stuff has happened. But what I think we need to do here is understand that, that we need to move forward as a culture, look at people through the eyes of Christ as brothers and sisters, in, and we all bleed the same blood. And, uh, you know, that's what the statement all lives matter means. Now, when you say that now, you know, people have guilted you into saying, well, that doesn't give the, you know, <laughs> look, I'm not going to get into that argument today, but, but I just, I'm asking you to look at the spiritual significance here and understand that this, this event, I'm not saying that the George Floyd event is a false flag. I'm not at that point yet to say that, although I have seen a lot of weird things as usual, but I will say this is, is that it, the timing is just so weird because every event has been timed perfectly to go into the next event. And I think this is where people are starting to wake up because they're seeing, look, we just went through this COVID-19 thing where the, the who was out there saying, you know, that, that asymptomatic people were super spreaders and they were all out there. And, you know, and then the, you, everybody's got to wear a mask. We all got to shelter in place. And so for two or three months, we're, you know, the whole world is like sheltered in place about this boogeyman virus. And then all of a sudden they come out with the article the other day when the protests are happening saying, well, hey, you know, asymptomatic people, they really don't spread it. And, and now they're walking that back. And now it seems like they're, they're coming back with this push or this narrative to say, yeah, now we're going to have a second wave and, you know, we're going to have to close down the economy again. And I already see where they're going with this because they want to get mail-in ballots uh, because they're seeing how the elections are going and that Trump is gaining momentum, even though you, you don't hear this on the mainstream news. You don't see people talking about this. But see, we see the internal polling. We see, you know, we talk to a lot of people. I'm out there, on the, you know, talking to people all the time. And I, I feel like I have a good pulse of the nation because we travel so much. And so, you know, I'm seeing the support for Trump in groups that I never thought would support Trump. Hispanics, you know, African-American people that, that, that understand that Trump is the war is against the deep state. That's what this whole thing is about. That's why they've been trying to take Trump down, because they're so worried about a second term of Trump and what that's going to look like. What's going to be revealed? What information is going to come out? You know, is he going to start taking down not only the cartels, but the sex trade, you know, networks and the pedophilia networks? Is he going to take down the corruption in Washington, D.C. and all the money laundering and, you know, the swamp, as he calls it? And uh, these people are, are, you know, caught right now with their pants down and they're going to do everything they can. Clapper, Comey, Brennan, uh, Loretta Lynch, uh, you know, you name it, Obama, uh, Clinton, all these people. They're, they're caught right now with their pants down. And they know that a second term of Trump could mean jail for them. And, uh, you know, and so they're freaking out. And that's why they're pushing back so hard. And that's why the deep state is pushing back so hard. And, and so people have to understand what's going on. This is a battle that is literally playing out before our face. And what's happening is more and more people are awakening to this. More and more people are understanding that this is the battle that's going on right now. And it is a spiritual battle. And there's certain pastors that don't get it. I see them walking with BLM. And again, I, I started to tell you that black lives do matter. But let me just talk about BLM, the organization. BLM, the organization, 
is funded, uh, you know, by the same groups that fund these other things, the the caravan that that happened, you know, the the big protest. Remember the women's march and 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 then uh, you know there was Antifa. Who's funding Antifa? Who do you think's behind it? It's the same organization. In fact, you can look up Act Blue and see that you know the Black Lives Matter is tied with Act Blue, which is then sending money to the Democrat Party. So, you know, it doesn't take much research if you really want to do it, Christian or pastor. And so we're not against people that march peacefully, and we're not against uh, people that are that are deeply hurt about what happened with you know George Floyd. I'm hurt. I mean, we're all wounded about this. It's horrible. But the thing is, is that you got to understand there's there's community organizers and organizations, these communist organizations that are trying to destabilize our nation, and they're doing it to induce a communist revolution here in the United States, and they're doing it um, pretty overtly right now. And the rest of the world, our enemies, China, Russia, you know, uh, Iran, they're watching this, ladies and gentlemen. And they're, they're seeing uh, some blood in the water in the United States. And they're talking about toppling the dollar. And they're talking about, you know, taking away the uh, dollar dominance and hegemony in the world and taking it off as the global standard. And pe- most people in America don't even understand that the dollar is the global reserve currency. They don't even know what that means. And so they don't see the danger in losing that. But I'll tell you, if we lose that, we're going to lose 30 to 40% of the, va- the value of the dollar overnight. And uh, we don't have the manufacturing yet. Trump's trying to bring it back. He's trying to bring back the manufacturing so we don't have a trade deficit like we do with China. That's what he's trying to work on. Most people don't understand that either. And so if you get a Democrat back in, guess what? They're going to put all the Obama-era policies back in, the Clinton era, the Bushes, all the deep state policies back in, you know, start sending the money back to China, putting manufacturing jobs back to China, erasing everything that Donald Trump's done. And we're going to be in some serious trouble because we're already in a very serious situation right now. And so when you walk with Black Lives Matter, with the fists in the air, and you're supporting the organization with finances and putting your good name on the line to stand with Black Lives Matter, then you don't realize you're actually affirming and aligning yourself with an organization that says that they want to disrupt the nuclear family. You know, they disrupt the nuclear family. It's right on the About Us section of the Black Lives Matter website. You know, they disrupt the, the American family. They, they're for the queer. You know, they're, they're supportive of the queer agenda. They're supportive of the transgender agenda. You got to look on their website and see who you're aligning yourselves with and say to yourself, is it okay? You know, is it okay for me to align myself with this organization? Is it okay for me to, to tell my, the people that follow me as a pastor, it's okay. You know, we'll overlook the fact of, of who this organization is and who funds it just because the, the name of it sounds good. So, you know, again, Black Lives Do Matter, but the organization Black Lives Matter is really the only thing good about it is the name. And I'll just put it to you like that. The rest of it is nefarious and, you know, has an agenda. And I think it's important that Christians and, and, and all of us realize the danger that we're in as a country right now and the fact that we need to uh, open our eyes and understand where we are and uh, get the information out there so people can awaken. And uh, if we do that, I think we're going to be okay. But if we don't do that, we're in deep trouble because uh, this the uh, if the deep state gains control again in our country, and, uh, you know, they have one of their candidates in like a Joe Biden or Michelle Obama or someone like that. It's going to be curtains for the church in America and for people that speak out and for religious liberties and freedoms and for a plethora of other things, including, uh, you know, geopolitical strategy and, 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 you know, international affairs and the different things we do, like I said, with China and, and all the different things that Donald Trump's been able to reverse and, 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 and bring back jobs and bring back manufacturing and uh, help our nation out to be prepared for when the dollar does lose the global reserve currency. And he's in that transition period right now. He brought the um, the Fed under the Treasury Department. There's significant things that he's doing in preparation for the next move here. 
And uh, most people are completely clueless because they just don't research and they don't understand uh, the significance of the different things that are going on. So it's sad. It's upsetting. Um, they don't really understand the history of the United Nations. They don't understand where the funding comes from the globalists and their agenda, uh, Agenda 2030 and all the different things that they're trying to push forward, the global carbon tax and uh, different things through the, uh, you know, the um, Green New Deal and, and different things that AOC and some of the, the far leftists that have now taken over the Democrat Party are pushing for. And so, um, you know, I would, here's what I'd do. I'd encourage you to, to study, to research some of the things I'm saying. Um, the mainstream media is owned by six corporations, 90%. Those corporations have a, an agenda, an agenda, and they're speaking and spewing propaganda and, and really launching and, 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 and propagating, uh, you know, a, a, a major disinformation campaign, a, a campaign of lies and disinformation to the American people, propaganda. And they're doing it every day, and it's dangerous, and they are the enemy of the people. And so we need to push back, and that's why there's podcasts like this and radio shows like this where you know we talk about some of these things because you're not hearing people in the church talk about this. And uh, the, some people are awake, and some people get bits and pieces, but they don't understand how deep it goes and uh, how corrupt these people are. And so it's really, really important that we, we put this information out there so that you can know and have the research and understand. So thank you for tuning in to the Godcast today. We'll talk more about some of these things in the coming weeks and months, uh, but I do want to continue to produce the show so that you can hear uh, some of the information that's current and uh, we really appreciate you please help us please support us um, that's all I can ask uh, if you can help us uh, it, it just goes a long way I'll tell you that because the warfare is intense you know if you can't help financially uh, definitely pray for us please I mean the warfare has never been so intense friends I mean I can't even tell you how intense it's been and um, you know it's it's a very difficult calling to walk in but we know that God is with us so thank you so much for tuning in we love you and we bless you in Jesus name